Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of the Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 53rd year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 a.m. on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Today's program is live, so you can call in. You can join our discussion. hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. So big week, a lot of stuff going on. Let me try to, I don't even know how to get to them all, but four points I kind of prepared for uh, for this, this week's program. First, uh, perhaps Trump's uh, tax cuts are starting to have an economic growth effect. I want to discuss that. Trump fronts warmongering with Iran, and in my view, to reverse his look of weakness and fecklessness before Putin in uh, Helsinki. Uh, Trump's approval rating sunk to the lowest level it, it, it has in quite some time. And I need to help us understand this constant haranguing about the so-called steel dossier that the conservatives and so on keep claiming was the basis for the uh, Mueller probe of uh, potential collusion between the Russian uh, government agents and uh, agents of the uh, Trump campaign. They always refer to it as notorious. What makes it notorious? So we want to talk about that. First, on the GDP uh, issue, uh, this I took from a report from Irina uh, Abanova entitled uh, U.S. GDP growth hits 4.1 percent in the second quarter, the quarter that ended June 30th of this year. The economy sped up in the second quarter, expanding by 4.1 percent, according to the Commerce Department. Strong consumer and government spending fueled the increase, as did a short uh, short-term jump in uh, in trade ahead of tariffs announced by the White House and U.S. trading partners. First quarter growth uh, was also revised uh, up to 2.2 percent. You know that they always come back and readjust these numbers a month or two after they announce them. The uh, uh, overall, uh, the economy was helped by the massive fiscal stimulus that the economy enjoyed uh, as a result of the um, uh, tax cuts. But the report suggests as the stimulus fades and monetary policy becomes progressively tighter, meaning interest rates are going to go up, so restricting, uh, reducing access to money, then they expect that GDP will actually slow uh, markedly uh, going into um, the middle of, of 2019 uh, going forward. Just before you get too excited, quarterly growth of 4% or more, while a sign of a healthy economy, is not uncommon. Economic activity reached that level in the 2009, 2011, and twice in 2014. That's right, four times under the Obama presidency, GDP growth reached 4.0% or better in a quarterly or three-month period. Although his average GDP rates were around uh, 2% uh, uh, over the course of his eight-year administration. I need for us to understand something here. 
when the uh, Obama administration came in, the few, a, a couple of months before then, November of 2008, uh, the uh, Congress had adopted George Bush's bailout uh, program to try to bail out all of these financial institutions that were the reason why the con economy went into the Great Recession in the first place. The Obama administration, in addition to uh, implementing the bailouts that the Bush administration got passed when Obama started his administration, he also pushed through another $800 billion in stimulus. But that was a one-year stimulus package. And then you know, we had a 1.2 uh, or 1.3% deficit. That deficit began to go down every year. The last year of the Obama uh, uh, presidency, the deficit was less than $500 uh, billion. Still a lot, but less than $500 billion. What has happened now through this tax cut is we, and, and we'll talk about this as we go along, uh, the uh, loss to the federal, uh, federal treasury annually is $1 trillion already. We are tracking through the year that ends September 30th of this year. We're tracking to a $1 trillion deficit for this year. That's only going to increase year to year over the, the, the next six or seven years. So we had all of this negative, horrible, you know, uh, uh, you're a communist, uh, a kind of bashing of the Obama administration for doing a $1.6 trillion stimulus, if you count the bailout and the $800,000 stimulus program together uh, for his first year. And then that stimulus program ended and he just was managing the economy uh, uh, moving from that point forward without that stimulus, treated him as if he was uh, uh, not even a child of God. But the Trump administration has essentially uh, uh, launched a seven-year or longer uh, stimulus that is $1 trillion a year. Usually, when the economy gets better, you try to pay down your debts or at least reduce your deficits uh, down to a much uh, more manageable number. And what we're, having, what, what we're seeing now is when the economy gets better, we're increasing our debt. So what happens when the economy gets worse? You're just going to make this problem so much uh, uh, more difficult to, to resolve. And I believe it's the same rationale under the uh, 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 Ronald Reagan administration that if you suck all of the money away from uh, the government and not pass any new legislation to increase uh, revenues that you'd be taking in, you end up starving government and therefore have to radically uh, reduce uh, services that you're providing and supports that you're providing uh, to keep people alive in your economy. That's going to create a, a whole other uh, 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 period of balkanization and at each other's, uh, other's throats uh, atmosphere in the United States. But of course, that's in the future, and we always operate based on what's happening right now. Before I get off this point, it's important that I think that you understand that when uh, the uh, Trump administration says that the economy is going to grow uh, continuously at 4%, that that's going to pay off uh, the, the, the um, uh, loss, in tax, loss in taxes due to the tax cuts. I need for you to understand reality. If you have a $20 trillion economy and you have a 4% uh, 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 GDP growth, that would be, let's say, 2% above what the GDP, GDP growth was over the previous eight years. 
If that were the case, you would increase your overall economic activity, overall income by $400 billion. That $400 billion does not become income to the federal government and, and, and so on. That $400 billion is just total income. Average taxes is 20%. So 20% of $400 billion is $80 billion. So even if you stated it at a 4% GDP growth over the course of the next seven years, that would only increase federal income by $80 billion a year. But you already have a deficit going into uh, October 1 of 2018. You have a deficit going into that period that's going to be close to a, billion, a, a, a trillion dollars. This is voodoo economics at its best or at, at its height. Uh, so I know I got to get to a couple more things. But we. I, I know, a Republican, George Bush Sr. called it that. Only got a minute or so here. Uh, just quickly on this, this warmongering thing, uh, Trump, uh, to, uh, in my view, to reverse public condemnation of his weak performance in Helsinki, is start, starting to make these pointless uh, threats to Iran. Trump told Iran, never, ever threaten the United States again, or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. Of course, Trump was reacting to the words of Iranian President Hassan Rouhani, who himself was reacting to statements made a few hours earlier by U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who denounced Iran's clerical leadership as a mafia and promised unspecified backing for Iranians unhappy with their government. This past Sunday, uh, July 22nd, Rouhani told a gathering of Iranian diplomats uh, he wasn't talking now to the, the, the world. He was just talking to his own people. Uh, uh, Mr. Trump, don't play with the lion's tail. This would only lead to, to regret. You know that these folks have these hyper, hyperbole statements. Uh, he says, America should know that peace with Iran is the mother of all peace, and the war with Iran is the mother of all wars. Uh, so I guess Trump felt that that was a threat to the United States because he reacted to the threat that was being made by Mike Pompeo. Uh, and I, I can't go through all of this, you know, right now. We'll get to this as we go along. In fact, let's get to our callers real quick, and I'll try to pick up the rest of the stuff as we go along in the program. Let's grab Tony real quick and Clarence. Tony, how are you doing out there? Great, great, Nate. How are you after your vacation? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't get vacations. I just get to oh, work okay. other places. <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe you had to get an opportunity. Well, let's put it this way. Lies, lies, and bigger lies. <laughs> and second, the damage done by this administration already, even if it was to stop being in this administration, is unbelievable. They do things overnight that we don't even know about for days, and it's unbelievable to find out the damage done to our earth, to our water, to our air, to everything. And you can't even ask any press questions if you're in a, a, a press briefing because oh, no, Trump, Trump doesn't out. like your tone. They'll throw you out. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. If you were the Bill's defensive coordinator and somehow you were given – Every offensive play of the New York Jets before you played them would would that uh, would that give you give you an advantage? I'd win every game by about sixty points. <laughs> I know. I thought you might like that. Well, remember, stolen from the DNC was their game plan. 
their analytics. Mm-hmm. And when their analytics were stolen from the DNC and from Hillary Clinton, they were given to the Republican Election Committee. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they were. Why were they given to the Election Committee of the Republicans? Well, Who would want them to have that? Was he in Russia by any chance? Well, Donnie says that they did that because they wanted Hillary Clinton to win. That's that's what absolutely, the Russians are doing. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, what do you think they did with these analytics? The middle of summer, they changed their entire strategy and took about a million and a half dollars that they had already committed in different places and put them in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and areas that they had no intention of going into prior to finding these analytics. What they began also doing, where they began campaigning, where they were putting into effect voter suppression of Hispanics, Latinos, and blacks in those areas. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? That's absolutely correct. Right. Yeah. And so would you think that Hillary would have had a better chance to win if these things hadn't been stolen from her and, her, and from the DNC? And then when you consider how tight the margin was, if you had like a two-tenths of a percent difference in the votes in each one of those uh, states— you would have had 70,000 votes go towards Clinton and not towards Trump, and that would have turned the election in those three states. Yeah, well, what that also did was, like with the Afro-American or black vote, that was the biggest votes. Right. And they, did, and they didn't let these people go to the polls. They, they would, And then they changed their voting places, remember mm-hmm. all that? Right. And they closed uh, uh, voting places. In North Carolina, they closed like almost a, th- a third of the, a third. of the polling places, right? Yeah, over a third. Now, I'll go to a different area. Remember these children that are still sitting there trying yep. to get reunited? Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. I think the court just said it had to be done by midnight last night. Now, I didn't watch the news today, so... Maybe somebody can tell us what happened. There's but, still over 600 children that they're now saying that they. Well, here's what the Trump administration is doing: they always move the ball and essentially yeah. lie about stuff. So the truth, the truth is, they don't even know where these kids are. They lost track of these kids. So what they're covering that with is saying that the parents of those kids. We kicked them out of the country. We deported them without their children, without even giving them their children back, number one. And number two, they're saying that those people were ineligible to get their children back because they were, they were criminals. So right. if, if coming into the country they would have been rejected at the border at the uh, 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 ISIS uh, uh, ports of entry, if they would have been rejected there with their children because they were, they were criminals— that you wouldn't have separated them from their kids. You would have just sent them and their kids back to the country that they came from. Well, how is this any different? This is, this is just the Trump administration doing what they always do. They make up comical nonsense lies, and their base of people, whoever these people are that support Donald Trump, they just eat this stuff up because it sounds good to them. They, it, it's a rationale that makes them feel like they're empowered. Well, they basically want to eliminate asylum. If it wasn't an international, if it wasn't an international thing, and in our, and basically in our law, they would have done it a long time ago. And there why would, would be no asylum. Why would you take these six hundred kids and not put them back with their parents, and make them orphans 
you know, running around the, the United States. I mean, what's going to be the long-term consequence of them, not only on the children developmentally, but those are going to be the people that most likely are going to fall into the traps of, of crime, of drugs, of, of aberrant antisocial behavior. Why would they have any sense of loyalty to the United States when the United States is the one that did this to them? Hey, what you just meant to mention is part of the, what is the Trump administration is. That's exactly what the Trump administration represents. Mm-hmm. All that, of that aberrant behavior, exactly. uh, taking away the norms, uh, d- divulging secrets to other nations. You know, this administration has no, has no ability to govern. Bottom line, they can't govern. They can't, and and this is the most most objectionable thing I've ever seen in my life. There is nobody in charge of counterintelligence in the United States. They want to eliminate, they eliminated the position, basically. Mm -hmm. And then Congress was voting on giving money to the states for their election and they took ahead of like three hundred and six million or something right. on the table, and they voted that down. Right. And Tony, I know we only got a, a minute or so before the break, but I just want to make sure that people are, and you will probably agree with me on this. They talked about they put three hundred million dollars together over the course of the past year and a half to uh, improve uh, security in elections. I think that money just went into you know put the coffers of people that were uh, Trump was politically connected to. But my point is that why don't we go back to a system where you have to vote and there has to be a paper record of the vote and you reconcile the paper record and the, ele- the electronic record before the vote is official? Why don't we go back to that, even if it takes another two hours you know, per polling place uh, to, to officially uh, tally the votes? W- why not do that and have security? Why put ourselves in a position where we can have that we are subject to insecurity of people hacking uh, the polling places, the, 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 the polling booths and these uh, um, uh, computer systems where that stuff gets tallied? Why put ourselves in that position in the first place when we already have the technology and have always had the technology to prevent that from, uh, from occurring? Yeah. Remember in the Mueller report, over 500,000 voters, uh, voters were hacked mm-hmm. and information stolen off these 500,000 people. How do we know that that wasn't used to help one or the other candidate? That's what I would say. Right. Listen, it's welcome. Well, it's good to hear your voice again, and it's always great to talk to you. Thanks a lot. All right. Appreciate you, Tony. We'll talk to you next week. Why don't we take our first break, and then we'll get back into our subject. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. See you on the side of the break. Here we think again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. 
call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. I'm here with Joseph Dispenza, president of the Forest Lawn Cemetery and Crematory Group, with another segment of Ask Joe. Answers to your questions about cremation, burial arrangements, and anything Forest Lawn. Joe, this week, Ed from Cheek to Waga asks, if I'm cremated, can my ashes be scattered wherever I choose? No. There are rules, regulations, and some important practical considerations when scattering the cremated remains. Like what, Joe? You may look at a beautiful meadow or beach and think, that's where I'd like to be scattered. But what happens when a big box store gets put up there? Your spouse, your children, or your dear grandchildren, who be assured will someday want a place to remember you. None of them will have that opportunity. Or scattering a loved one's remains in the backyard may be comforting today, but what legal problems are you leaving your children when they sell the house? Again, that place of remembrance is gone. The deceased and the living need a safe and protected place to remember. Only a cemetery can provide the absolute assurance of both. Thanks, Joe. If you've got questions about cremation or burial or anything Forest Lawn, just give the team at the Forest Lawn Group a call at 885-1600 or visit them online at forest-lawn.com. There, you can ask your question and maybe we'll answer it on a future episode. That's forest-lawn.com. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Matt was just teasing, and I kind of agree. It sounds like Bob Mueller and his team are the bad boys. <laughs> what are you going to do when they come for you? <laughs> That's just too funny. Listen, just before I grab Jerry, I just want to hit this thing on the uh, approval ratings for our president. Uh, taking this from an article by Aaron uh, Laviola, a new national poll from Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac University uh, conducted July 18th to July 23rd shows that 58% of registered voters disapprove of President Trump's job performance. That's a 6% drop from a poll taken in mid-June following his meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. 38% of voters gave uh, the president a favorable rating. Uh, 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 of course, uh, one po- uh, uh, once people hear about the 4% GDP uh, growth for the end of uh, the second quarter of this year, I'm sure those same people will jump back on the, uh, the, the Trump bandwagon. Uh, Trump's base continues to stand by him. Uh, Republicans surveyed give him an 82% approval rating. Uh, evangelical, uh, uh, white evangelical Christians, according to this article, follow the same trend with a 71% support of Trump's performance. Uh, a majority of Americans, however, were not pleased with the president's actions and rhetoric during the summit with Vladimir Putin. 52% uh, of voters say the meeting in Helsinki was a failure. 73% say it was a success for Russia. 
that's not real good news. <laughs> Let me see if I can grab uh, Jerry real quick in West Seneca and get his thoughts. Hi, Jerry. How you doing out there? I'm doing good, Nathan. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Good to hear from you. Okay. Yeah, I'd just like to uh, say something about um, the Tonawanda Coke plant. Yeah, please. And, and uh, okay, the DEC is um, trying to shut them down. They, I guess they, they have a good chance of doing it. Mm-hmm. Challenging court, but they're... So the people in Tonawanda and Grand Island and these places that are Republicans kind of thinking about voting for Trump again, just just be aware of this. He, you know, he wants to destroy organizations like the DEC and the EPA. The guy, the guy that he put in charge of the Interior Department, I forget what his name is, but he wants to destroy hmm. the, uh, the, 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 the these organizations. So I'm mean, just saying that the yeah, the fish and wildlife stuff they they, they want to destroy that too, right? Yep. Yeah, he wants to destroy the Endangered Species Act in 1973. You know, he doesn't like that. He wants to put a lot of holes in that. So, and and it's people don't realize how important it is because every time we destroy habitat or we destroy another endangered species, we put another nail in our coffin because every. Every living thing serves a purpose on this planet, and we mm-hmm. destroy so much of it, and that's why we're having so many problems in return. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we, we, can't, do, we can't just do everything for profit because, uh, you know, the rich in this country want to make more money because, the, the, you know, we talked about this before. Trump is really protecting his own interests. He's protecting the people that are just like him, the people that want, are willing to destroy everything on this planet in order to, 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 to gain more profit for themselves. So, so, so when you vote, I mean, you know, in the midterms, you know, we can, we can, we can take a lot of back, a lot, lot back in the midterms. I mean, if you, if you vote these Republicans out, then it's going to give him, uh, going to give Trump less power, you know, for the rest of his right. term. And Jerry, that's the core of this thing. Whether you vote Democrat or Republican, that's, that's one side of it, a, a, a way of looking at it. It seems to me that you have to ask yourself, are you okay with the direction that we're going in right now, with the predatory behavior that we have, the fact that you would take uh, 3,000 people's children you know, away from them and then barely be able to get most of those, you know, a half of those or th- two-thirds of those children back to their parents and leave another third of the children you know, out there where you don't even know where the children are. Uh, the fact that you would drive the country into so much more debt uh, the, the fact that you have, have turned against or at least fronted as if you didn't care about the nations in the world that have been the longest, strongest allies of the United States over the past 70 years, that you would just blow them off as if they were nothing, uh, like they were just toys you know, for you to play with. If, if those kinds of behaviors trouble you, you should vote for people that don't behave like that. And if it doesn't trouble you, then you're going to continue to vote for people that behave like that. I, I think that's what it really boils down to. It's, this is going to be a test of the moral character and fiber of the United States, these 2018 midterm elections. Yeah, because, uh, you, you know, we've had uh, bad presidents in the past, and they have done a lot of things like George W. Bush and Dick Cheney and his friends, they, what they did. But, they, but one thing they didn't do— if they didn't destroy our relationship with our good allies, why they were doing all this other horrible stuff? Mm-hmm. At least 
trying to keep a good relationship with our good allies. So I'm just telling people that these organizations that Trump wants to destroy so he can make more profit for his rich friends, that's why he wants to destroy him. Because, you know, if you want clean air, you want clean water, clean soil and stuff like that, then you have to have these organizations or we, we just won't happen. And, 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 and they're good organizations because the DEC has helped me a couple of times in really bad situations. So they do work, and we do need them, and we don't need to cut them apart. We, don't, we, we, just, we just don't need any more of that. So, I mean, I just hope that people realize that when they vote, that people, and, you know, that, well, because, I mean, you know how bad that pollution was because whenever I went down in that area, mm-hmm. it was just horrible chemicals yeah. and stuff like that. So these people, of course, they're going to be dying of cancer and all kinds of diseases. Yeah. So just remember, you know, if, 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 you want, if you want these things to stop, you got to vote. You got to get Trump out of there. All right. All right. You know, you want to you want to breathe clean air because without that, air is the most important thing we have. Because without that, you're dead in a couple of minutes. So, <laughs> good points, Jerry. when we vote. All yeah. right, all right. Thanks, Jerry. I'll, okay, pro- I'll get you Thanks. next week. Thanks, man. Let's grab Kevin in Pendleton, my 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 Caribbean brother. Kevin, how you doing out there? Kevin, did I lose you? Uh oh, we lost Kevin. Kevin, you got to call back. Something happened with your phone there. Um, and so, interestingly, the president's approval ratings have dropped uh, to to thirty two percent among independents. Uh, that, to me, <clears throat> of all of the. Uh, uh, the, the numbers that are coming in is probably the most troubling for the president if it's his idea that he wants to <clears throat> to run again uh, and, and, and win again. He's not going to do any better with the Republicans than he's doing right now because he's got almost all of that vote in hand. He's not going to do any better with the Democrats right now because clearly 90% of the Democrats disagree with him and, and are not uh, going to vote his way. So it's got to be the independents that he wins with. And he's going to have trouble with independents. Independents are talking about only 32 percent of them uh, are in his corner. And I think that that number is going to keep going up and down, but it's not going to get too much uh, 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 higher than that 32 percent, given how independents are looking at this, uh, the behaviors and the uh, uh, policies uh, of this this president. Uh, so I know we got a few callers that are trying to get in at one time here, and I think our phones are Giving a uh, giving us a little tr- a trouble there. Or, do, can we get Ron first? Let's get Ron first, and we'll try to grab everybody else as we go along. Let me grab Ron now. Ron, how you doing out there in Chitawaga? Oh, could be better. Uh, uh, Aaron Judge on Iraq for three weeks with the Yankees. Oh, right. I saw that he hit. Yeah. I saw the hit with the the, the, yeah. the pitch. It hit him right yeah. on the wrist. Right inside fastball, hairline fracture. The wrist mm-hmm. was done. Anyway, so I uh, that that doesn't make me too happy. They get that big series with Boston <laughs> coming up next week. But anyway. Uh, that's my least of my problems. That's your sport. Uh, that's your sports thing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, each of us has our thing. You know, you got John in Rochester with the Bills, and sort of. <laughs> anyway, but okay. Any, anyway, uh, economic stuff. You know, I'll, this is exactly what happened. This this growth. You get this wild growth spurt mm-hmm. because of tax cuts, and then you then you get uh, the, you got to pay the piper. Right. They keep telling us since 1981. Remember the Lapper Curve? Yeah, that's never come true. You don't. Haven't we defeated that thought process? This idea that we're going to trickle down, and if you 
put all of this money into the hands of the people that have a lot of money, that they're going to spend that money on growing businesses and whatnot. That's never occurred. They're using that money to buy back stock and they're putting it into safe uh, 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 interest earning investments. Oh, yeah, according to Bloomberg, 85% of the tax cut by the Fortune 500 was put back to, yeah, to buy their own stock. And, of course, why did they do that? Because part of the, the, uh, the perks for, uh, for the, the board of directors and the corporate leaders is uh, uh, stock options, so they can inflate their own stock prices by doing that. Uh, but but uh, even aside from that, that they keep telling us that we'll grow out of the deficit that way. Mm-hmm. It never has happened. Right. I mean, give me one example. When you, when I always remember when Carter ran against Reagan in 1980, uh, they kept talking about we had a $950 billion national debt and $60 billion a year deficit. And they, they, all the conservatives were put on, even the, even the local uh, media here got into it. Channel 7 was going to, I was doing the big, they were the big news, you know, Herb Weinstein and that at the time period. And they they were putting, you know, showing, you know, if you, if you took $1 bills and $950 uh, billion, or billion of them, you could uh, go up to the moon and back and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. how, how you, that if, if they, if they you know, lowered the marginal rate and all this stuff, all of that would all go away. And, and I remember Remember that to this, I probably brought this up 20 times. That, that Mobile Oil was running uh, at the time. I don't think it was Exxon Mobil yet. They were running ads about support the Kemperoth tax cuts mm-hmm. and grow our way out of the deficit. And have enough money for to solve all our economic and social problems. Well, yeah. it never that has never happened. And every four years, the Republicans push that, and they manage to suck enough people into it to keep, keep getting reelected. I, yeah. I I don't know what, what people are thinking, but that. That's the one thing that that uh, uh, that we're talking about here. Um, also, the big thing this there's all about this Russian thing and and and, and uh, Trump. I've been uh, 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 kind of even not paying as much attention to that uh, because I think Trump's policies ought to turn enough people off they realize what they're doing, and I think the Democrats aren't really pushing the the horrible policies of Trump enough. Uh, well, you're going to have to make massive cuts in all the social programs, entitlement programs exactly. that, that right. white, middle-class, working-class people rely on. Social Security, right. Medicare, and Medicaid are not for the black people. Right. Only. Two-thirds of those dollars yes. go into the I hands of, of, of Caucasian so, Americans. <laughs> I would hope that the Democrats would, would try to get that message. But yep. Something has just caught my ear the other day, and I don't know how true it is, but have you heard anything about... This Michael Cohen tapes because this is real serious. Mm-hmm. It's not just some guys who had some kind of shady uh, relationships. That supposedly there's a tape there or documents that show that Trump sent Michael Cohen to Prague, Czechoslovakia, in August of 2016 to pay what turned out to be, and I can't pronounce his first name, uh, but the last name Kolchak, a Soviet or a, a Russian agent. Mm-hmm money that was used by an internal network to hack the Democrats. If that's true, that's game over. I mean, then it right. really is a, not collusion, I don't know who made that term, right. it's a treacherous conspiracy if right. that's true. Right. Have you heard anything so, about So, Ron, that? I've heard about the, the, the existence of that tape, but that tape has not actually been surfaced yet. But what I understand is the Mueller administration has over a hundred tapes that have some parts of conversations that in, involve Trump, uh, Cohen, and either these people, that he, these girls that he's paying off, or 
people that were connected to uh, the Russian uh, uh, government's intelligence administration that that's what they're saying. I, I mean, I haven't heard I haven't heard the tapes in my own ears, yeah, but, but there appears to be some tremendously uh, uh, incriminating information yeah, on those that tapes. That would bring it to being a real issue of, you know, because you could always argue that Trump is an international businessman and he has a lot of people who did business. It's not illegal to do business with Putin, okay? Mm-hmm. But if that's really a, tr- a fact that, you know, that, that there was actually... Cohen or somebody like him sent to Prague to mm-hmm. pay a so or a, a neo-Soviet agent to hack. That's a, first of all in the late nineties. I forget what the treaty was. Uh, a, a cyber attack is an act of war. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're paying if you're you're a political candidate who's paying a hostile foreign power, power with which we have sanctions against at the time period. You're paying them money to disrupt your election. That's an act of treason. But I mean, you really know, Ron. Is. I mean, I, I hate to I, I hate to sound like I'm I'm being a, a wuss on this thing, but I actually hope that that does not turn out to be the case. Well, I, because I don't, that's yeah, yeah, that, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I don't know what what would happen then. I mean, I mean right. uh, if that if that was the case, All right. uh, it's it's absolutely crazy. Right. I, I would rather just be mad at him for his policies. I well, really I know, hope that I we don't. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but, but I mean, it, see, because right up until now, it's all supposition and circumstantial evidence. But if that really turns out to be the case, man, that that's a ooh. Yeah, I don't know what to think of it. Yeah, so. Ron, I gotta run. I gotta take all a hard break here. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you next week, uh, Kevin. We're gonna try to get you. I know you're in uh, first and. We can take Kevin now? Okay. All right. We got a quick break there. Uh, let me grab Kevin real quick, and then we'll get to John and Lockport after the uh, commercial break. Kevin, how you doing out there? Wow, he hung up again. Let's take the commercial break, and we'll give Kevin a chance to call back. Kevin, I don't know what's happening with your phone. Every time you try to connect, you get, you get dropped off. Let's try it again. But we'll see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think Again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. The fastest road course racing in NASCAR is just around the corner at Watkins Glen International. Be here for a wild weekend full of entertainment. Don't miss the Go Bowling at the Glen, August 2nd through the 5th. Get your NASCAR tickets today at theglen.com. Are you a home brewer or do you want to learn about home brewing? Tune in at 9 a.m. on ESPN 1520 for Just Brew It. Just Brew It, hosted by Jeremy White and Bert Deister from Niagara Tradition Homebrew. Tune in Saturdays at 9 a.m. on ESPN 1520 for Just Brew It. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. All right. 
didn't get the words in, but we'll get the music in. <laughs> All right, let's grab John in Lockport real quick. And, John, before you, you, you uh, speak, I just wanted to let people know that uh, uh, the Community Action Organization uh, has acquired the uh, property that used to be the Deaconess Hospital property. And uh, we're doing a... Uh, uh, a Head Start Academy on that property. We're also going to be putting in around 43 or so uh, units of owner-occupied uh, market-rate single-family homes. If you're interested in getting a, uh, a, a home built uh, on that property facing Humboldt Parkway, facing right towards the Museum of Science, towards the uh, towards the park, if you get a, give us a call here at 881-5150, that's 881-5150 on extension 4410, that's 4410, ask for LaDonna Huff. Uh, we'll get you. We'll get your information, and we'll get you into the queue. The first, first come, first serve. So I figure I would talk to our audience first. Let me grab John in Lockport and get his thoughts and see where, where, where we're going. John, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Um, right. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about all these Republican presidents, and I, you know, there isn't, wasn't one good one. Uh, even, even, you know, the ones they brag about, Teddy Roosevelt and Lincoln, today they they would be Democrats today. Right, if, if not considered to be communist, they, they may have run them yeah. out of the country. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, to come to the worst, I mean, I think Ronald Reagan was probably the worst president we ever had mm. because he basically destroyed the middle class with his, with that trickle-down economics. Uh, and did it on down. purpose. It, it, yeah. it would be different if this was an accident. But yeah. he but deliberately I mean, did this. Crimes. He, right. was, he, he, he promoted the AIDS crisis because he... he uh, he, at first, he thought it was just would get rid of gays, but once once he realized that and was told that hey, this can affect heterosexuals too, he finally took some action. Mm-hmm. But then, after so many hundreds of thousands died without because he didn't take any action. The other thing too is um, this whole immigration crisis in from Central America was really started with Iran Contra and in his right. what he was fooling around with in Nicaragua and El Salvador. And, and still today, the results of what he did down there is just horrible. Um, but I mean, like, like there, there wasn't. I, he he did so much to destroy the middle class and to hurt the middle class and to hurt America to, to destroy democracy. That and yet he's the big hero. He's their number one guy. Uh, the only other one, I, and I, I, I should I, I overlooked Eisenhower. I think Eisenhower did. You know. Uh, was a good president, but other than Eisenhower, I don't know who. And George Bush was terrible too. I mean, he started a war on false pretenses, invaded the wrong country, should have invaded Saudi Arabia. And um, that, that, what, <laughs> or that, yeah, how would that have worked out if he invaded yeah, Saudi he, Arabia? He gave, he gave us the 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 worst recession since the Great Depression because mm-hmm. um, the Republicans in the nineties uh, uh, got rid of Glass Spiegel. Which, which, and it only took a few years after they got rid of Glass Spiegel. Glass Spiegel was set up during the Great Depression mm-hmm. to prevent another depression, yep. and it lasted and it worked worked so well right into the '90s until the Republicans got rid it's of it. It's a classic and then paradigm. Later, we had the big recession right. uh, under uh, Bush. Right. I mean, I don't know which who's who would you say is worse, Reagan or Bush? I those those are probably uh, the two worst. I, I just I mean, know that this, back the, to, yeah, this is back to Coolidge or, or, or not Coolidge, right, the right. guy before him. Uh, who was it uh, before Calvin Coolidge? Uh, who was it? Not Taft. Who was before he Coolidge? Was cru- he was really crooked too. Uh, uh, Teapot Dome and all that. Yeah, that uh, was Harding, I, wasn't it? Harding, yeah. Right. Warren Harding was right. just so he was terrible. But but these two guys were and then one after the other. <laughs> now we got now we got this guy. This guy 
I mean, when when does it end? I mean, does anybody, if anybody looks back historically to these Republicans, they have never done anything for the middle class, and yet and yet we've got middle class people voting for for Trump. Because the Republicans are <clears throat> the Republicans are very good at pitting Americans Americans against each other. Exactly. So they, they pit the, the the people who see who feel that they have against the people who feel that they don't have. So if you recall. Right. When we got right. to the 40s and the 50s and the early 60s, the middle class was very robust in the United States during that time period. And so you had a lot of Ozzie and Harriet type families. You know, that was the, the sort of standard classic you know, American uh, uh, view. And so anybody who was not so-called working hard, uh, hardworking, et cetera, et cetera, well, you couldn't be hardworking if nobody would give you a job. So if you couldn't get right. into a plant because nobody would hire you because you didn't look right you know, to be able to get a job at the plant, of course, you're not going to look like that kind of working hard, but you're still working hard to stay alive and so on. Right. But that, well, that, 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 that I, pitting us against each other has been the right. success and, of the and, Republican and, and Party. I've always said that, that what, what began the destruction and, and started all this, especially propaganda and splitting us apart, was uh, Rush Limbaugh and Fox News, they propaganda stations. They spit out that propaganda, and people started buying it. Mm -hmm. And that's what split America in half. Uh, you know, truth has no value anymore. It's all about the propaganda from, right. from Fox News and, and Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the talk radio, the 90% of talk radio that's Republican, or, or I shouldn't say Republican, neocon uh, right-wing conservative, you know. Well, remember uh, that you become... You can't, you, you can't even talk, discuss it with your friends because right, they right. won't be your friends anymore because they have a different view if they're, if they're part of the brainwashed part of society. Right. Remember that you become what you hear. And so what right. happened in this country, especially as we got into the uh, uh, early 1970s going forward, is we started having a massive concentration of media in the hands of fewer and fewer mega country, uh, companies that owned broad, I mean, I think about 80% of the media in this country is probably owned by about uh, eight or 10 companies. And right. so those companies then are able to set the tone and the content of what you get to hear uh, on their, their airwaves. So they don't come in and, and, and say necessarily direct hostile things to you or about you, but they contextualize what you hear. So they make it seem like, you know, what these uh, so-called conservatives are talking about, you know, this, um, this righteous America, evangelical America, whatever they're, 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 they're talking about. They make themselves appear to be normal. And anybody who is not them, who is not talking like them, is projected in the media as being abnormal. And so right. it, it puts you in a position where when you're in the airport, you're on the, in the elevator, you know, you're in the doctor's office, Wherever you are, you're hearing Fox News virtually all the time or news that's parallel to what Fox News is talking about. And right. that's why Americans have, you know, a, a, a disconnect between what's in their own direct self-interest and what's actually being done uh, by these people who govern us in our county, state and uh, federal offices. Right. Well, they, they've laid they've laid the ground, these neocons in this this. Uh Fox News have laid the groundwork for Trump. He, mm -hmm. He's 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 their baby. Yeah. You know. Uh, so. So I think you're you're right on, John. I appreciate your comments, man. Okay. All right. Talk to you next week. Okay. Excellent.
So let me talk a little bit about this Steele dossier. And I don't know what happened to Kevin's phone. I think there's something on his end because it can't be on your end. Every time you guys pick up the connect the line, it works. So it's got to be on Kevin's end. So uh, hopefully he can get that straightened out. I'd like to hear from him. Uh, the Steele dossier. Let me just hit that for just a second. This is a report uh, by John uh, Cipher, the Steele Report Revisited, uh, September 11, 2017. And uh, it talks about how Trump has built his defense uh, against the accusations of both his campaign's collusion with Russian agents and Trump's direct involvement on the basis that the investigation into those claims is nothing more than a witch hunt. Trump's words, uh, that the basis for the allegations uh, against him arise from what he refers to as a discredited dossier, the Steele dossier. And I came to this again because uh, uh, earlier this week there was an article that referred to this dossier, and they referred to it as the notorious uh, dossier. Other articles keep referring to it as the discredited uh, dossier or referring to it as the um, as yet uncorroborated uh, uh, dossier. I need for us to be clear about this. Number one, there's no such thing as a Steele dossier. That does not exist. Uh, Christopher Steele developed a number of threads of information as a result of his work for an agency that hired him to find opposition research concerning Donald Trump. It was just a series of short reports that he produced and he gave to the company that hired him, Orbis Business Intelligence. The reports painted a picture of active collusion between the Kremlin and key Trump campaign officials based on years of Russian intelligence work against Trump and some of his associates. Among other assertions, three assertions, three sources in the Orbis report describe a multi-year effort by Russian authorities to cultivate, support and assist Donald Trump. According to the account, the Kremlin provided Trump with intelligence on his political primary opponents and access to potential business deals in Russia. All of this has been confirmed. This is not supposition. This has all been confirmed. Perhaps more importantly, Russia had offered to provide potentially compromising material on Hillary Clinton consisting of bugging conversations during her travels to Russia and evidence of her viewpoints that contradicted her public positions on various issues. The Russians' primary game or, or aim was to sow discord and disunity within the United States and among the Western democracies. They alleged that Trump, uh, a former Trump campaign uh, chief, Paul Manafort, uh, that he managed the plot to exploit political information on Hillary Clinton in return for information on Russian oligarchs outside Russia and an agreement to sideline Ukraine as a campaign issue. According to the report, Trump campaign operative Carter Page is also said to have played a role in shuttling information to Moscow. While Trump's personal lawyer, you heard this name, Michael Cohen, reportedly took over efforts after Manafort left the campaign, allegedly providing cash payments for Russian hackers. This is what Ron was referring to a little bit earlier. In one account, Putin and his aides expressed concern over kickbacks of cash to, to Manafort from former Ukrainian President Viktor uh, Yanukovych, which uh, they feared might be discoverable by U.S. authorities. 
In the late fall of 2016, the Orbis team reported that a Russian-supported company had been using uh, uh, botnets. Uh, Those are these sort of uh, robot, you know, computer-generated entities pretending themselves to be real people and uh, communicating what Trump now has adopted as fake news, even though Trump himself is the uh, author of fake news, uh, using these botnets and porn traffic uh, to, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, to transmit viruses, uh, plant bugs, steal data, and conduct altering operations against the Democratic Party leadership. Hackers recruited by the FB, the, the, the uh, FSB, that's the uh, uh, Russian Secure, uh, uh, Intelligence Agency, under duress were involved in uh, the, the operations. Uh, leaked documents related to Hillary Clinton and meetings with Paul Manafort and other Trump affiliates uh, to reportedly discuss the receipt of, of stolen documents. Steele could not have known that the Russians stole information on Hillary Clinton or that they were considering means to weaponize them in the U.S. election, all of which turned out to be stunningly accurate. In other words, uh, Steele had acquired his uh, uh, information two or three months before the actual uh, 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 hacking and uh, the, the publishing of information about Hillary Clinton, uh, where they weaponized the information they had uh, acquired or faked uh, about Hillary Clinton, that that all began to emerge two or three months after uh, Steele had had developed these reports. So he his reports were actually predictive of something that actually took place. The U.S. government only published its conclusions in January of 2017 with an assessment of some elements in October 2016. It was also apparently news to investigators when the New York Times in July published Donald Trump Jr.'s emails arranging for the receipt of information held by the Russians about Hillary Clinton in a meeting that included Paul Manafort. How could Steele and the Orbis organization know in June of 2016 that the Russians were working actively to elect Donald Trump and damage Hillary Clinton unless at least some of its information was correct? How could Steele and Orbis have known about the Russian overtures uh, to the Trump team involving derogatory information on Clinton? Uh, Excuse me. So we have uh, also subsequently uh, learned or the author has subsequently, did we have Mark on the phone there? Okay, great. Let me hold up on that. Let me get Mark before we get to the end of this hour and get his thoughts. Mark, how you, how you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. Yes, sir. Good to hear from you. Hey, you know, you, you're talking about uh, uh, stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, wages are down 3% since this tax cut. Yep. Uh, the right has eliminated funds to strengthen voting security. Isn't that something? Right? In fact, wasn't that just this week? Yeah. They uh, voted down a uh, appropriation uh, to help strengthen the uh, polling places around the country. Yeah, they're helping Russia. Even at the same time that the Trump administration and Trump himself are making all kinds of boasts about all of the things they claim that they've been doing over the past year and a half, to strengthen election security. That was that was probably the deal he made in the back room. <sighs> Man. To cut the funds for voting cuz he's kissy face with Russia. Yep. He also he also um pardoned two convicted convicted arsonists. 
And what was that about? I didn't understand that at all. Why would he? Why did he because even it, consider pardoning them? It strengthens them? His, his his right wing base because they're all right wingers of them. Uh, were they people that did arson against some uh, 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 buildings that were owned by liberal progressive? Uh, no, they they did arson against us to, on 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 uh, on uh, uh, public land. Oh, I recall. These Remember were the them? people in relation to the uh, uh, Bundy. Bundy, right? Yep. Yeah, two convicted arsonists. He he uh, he he convicted. So you think he's not gonna he's not gonna pardon everybody else? Hmm. The EPA eliminated science in making regulations on air, land, and water. Instead, they're 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 accepting corporate findings. Right. Why would we use science? I don't know. What would they're, that do? They're you know? eliminating science <laughs> from making regulations on science. Wow. Also, wow. also, uh, um, uh, uh, he's he's opened up trophy hunting. And I saw that earlier this week too. Uh, remember the Elsa? Not Elsa. What was the name of that lion? That Cecil. Uh, yeah, Cecil. And they killed this lion and so on. And they strengthened their laws against doing that kind of. Uh, trophy hunting, poaching, and whatnot. He's opened up trophy hunting, and yep. so far the only ones that's taken advantage of this are like like a hundred Republicans, right? Donors, right? Not a single Democrat, from what we've seen so far, has even attempted to to uh, to get a license to do this. Can you tell me, Nathan, why corporate media, corporate media is acting like insanity as policy? Isn't that something? I mean, but it just tells you something about the mentality of the people that have been brought into power uh, around Donald Trump. And it just I find it so I don't even know how to put my mind around it. How do you how do we understand what has happened amongst us? It's the media. They're accepting this and putting it out like it's normal. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And you know what was beautiful thing to me today or, or this week? Hmm. Remember, Les Mundes said uh, said uh, he'll be he'll be it'll be a catastrophe for the country, but it'll be great for us in the news media. <laughs> That's right. Got, he just yep. got popped for, uh, for 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 being a sick puppy. Yep. And attacking yep. women. Uh, uh, what is that called? The Me Too movement. The Me Too that? movement. Yeah. Now he's involved in that. Yep. <laughs> so that a birds of a feather, baby. Flock. They flock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. I thank you, man. I appreciate right, you. Jason. Talk to you next week. Bye, baby. So listen, we got a lot that we're going to continue to be talking about. This is. Uh, it's an interesting cycle. You know, we would wish that our news would be better, but at least we have news and the ability to talk about the news. Look forward to talking to you all again next week here at Think Again. Think again. See you all again next week. been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.